0: The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, my name is Joe Dirt, Billy the Kid, alongside, as always, every Monday night. And welcome back to Dirt World. It's Wednesday night. Wednesday man. night. Man, we're doing so many damn shows. You need Too to, many shows. You need to calm down. Folks, want to remind everybody that uh, you can uh, be a part of this program simply by logging on to Yahoo.com. Just email us at DirtWorld at yahoo com right now on the line with us and Dirt World Show Dirt World Show man I am just uh, yeah that's why why we haven't got any emails Dirt World Show at Yahoo.com you haven't corrected me yet if I'm I've been sorry, doing that's it wrong the
0: first time I heard it all
1: right Dirt World Show at Yahoo.com anyway right.
0: forget about that right now we have a
1: huge guest list. yeah we really do checking in from Mooresburg Tennessee uh, iconic driver uh, in dirt late model racing of course uh, driving the Team Zero Hawkeye Trucking Miller Brothers Cole I can go on and on with these sponsors folks but uh, uh, welcome to Dirt World, Mr. Scott Bloomquist. Scott, how are
2: you, sir? I'm good. One thing I can tell you for sure is ScottBloomquist.net will get you me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that a little bit. I was on there today. If you I just ever had to throw that in while you guys are talking about who you were, yeah. all right. Yeah, we're still learning ourselves. Man. <laughs> well, you know, you got ScottBloomquist.com. Yeah, no, we've got that and comnet. You know. You
2: know, the ozone, whatever.
1: Hey, you're one of them guys that you Google his name and it's just pages and pages. Like six weeks long. Yeah,
2: well, that's uh, – hopefully people don't have that much time.
1: No, but it's all good though, Scott. We once again, <laughs> thanks for being with us. Certainly, you know what we got to talk about here is this this huge weekend you're coming off. Uh, I mean, you, you snatched fifty grand right out of the pocket uh, of Berkey, Bab, Mad, I mean, all these guys were there, and uh, you just. You know, you shined when it when it really mattered. And uh, this was certainly one of the majors up at Cedar Lake, the Nationals. And you got to feel good about that, man.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we had some uh, problems last year, uh, you know, with the track preparation. And we got hit with a big clod in the first few laps. And actually, it's the first time I've ever been knocked out. And uh, I came to right away, though, and, and I looked up, and I'm like, whoa. And, I, and just pulled to the inside of the racetrack. And and let the whole field go by and and uh, i thought i'd broken my nose which actually looked like it straightened it and wow. you know but blood was you know coming out of my nose and uh and i and i was really upset because before the race started i told them there's no way that you know blading that cushion off across the racetrack and and packing it in the way they had it would work you know but anyway uh this year they did a great job and and prepped the track really well and uh you know, that's a great racetrack. I really recommend anyone going to it, uh, it and a great show. And and the guys that really matter there and always run good there were all there. Uh, you know, it's 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 difficult to beat Brian Burkeoffer and Shannon Babb and uh, you know some of the others that were there. You know, those boys were there at the end, and and we had a great finish. Uh, you know, a little bit of traffic came into play there, but. And we had, a, we had a little lead, looked like we, everything was under control, and then, obviously, traffic always comes into play.
1: Sure. Right. Sure. Scott, you know, you, you talk about patience and, and being there at the end, and you talk about Shannon Babb, Brian Coffer. I mean, these are a handful of guys I was talking before we had you tonight that, that you really, really, truly like to race with. I mean, you, you see the young talent moving up in the ranks in, in late model racing, and but quite frankly, you're just not quite sure, you know, what these guys are going to do. You know what to expect out of... The moequa missile, and of course, Berkey and Smoky. Is that really the case? I mean, is it just a mutual respect level that you have for those guys?
2: Well, you know, yeah, I think that it comes from you know running enough races and uh, and having people disrespect you, and then and then finally you know, racing against some guys that have been in a position enough that we've been in to win big events and you know they can only hope you know if you've never been in a position to win a big race you know you're always just reaching yeah. searching just you know and and thinking you're going to be able to pull it off by doing some miracle Well, it's not miracles that wins big races that's right yeah. you know it's it's being take care of your equipment and and not bumping into things and not knocking the corners off and uh uh, you know, and, and not having somebody
0: that thinks they owe you one when you get to the big race. You know, speaking of big races, this weekend another big race, the North-South 100. I know you're going to head there. Um, I mean, that that's, that place hasn't been too bad, has it?
2: No, 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 no. That's I mean, that's always a pretty interesting race to go to. Uh, you know, the the thing about that place, I mean, we've been good there so many times. We've won the race, uh, and I think a couple of times at least, maybe three, but... Uh, it, it's really a crazy place because when the caution comes out it's almost like you reshuffled the deck <coughs> and and you really don't know what to expect you know it, it's like okay uh let's reshuffle and uh, you know let's, let's put a new twist to it you know and you, and, and you think you're really i mean i've, I've been so sure i was going to win that race and the caution come out and it's like the lights were turned off <laughs> and it's so hard to figure that out, you yeah. know, and and how to manage your tires. And, you know, that's, that's so difficult there. Uh, if you try, if you race a little too hard uh, early, uh, you know, and you take all the edges off your tires when there might be a little bit of traction out there and then get a caution, uh, it, it's like you're on ice. And, you know, so it's really, it's one of the places that I think everyone that goes there is unsure uh, you could never really count on or think that you have it in the bag or you're going to win the race because that caution comes out you don't know what's next.
1: Exactly. Scott, of course, uh, you've done just about everything that you could po- possibly accomplish in Dirt Lake model racing. Now, of course, uh, chassis building which, uh, I mean, that's just a, an, an amazing accomplishment right there what you're able to put together with that program and, and, and everything that you've done there but... uh Uh, I want to put a rumor to rest here. Your home track, I would consider just down the road there, Bull's Gap. Uh, Now everybody's saying, oh, Bloomy's buying Bull's Gap. Put that to rest for us, man. Yeah, you know, I've heard that twice.
2: (laughs) So, uh, One thing, people can be rest assured, I ain't buying a damn thing right now. (laughs) Nice, nice. nice. Uh, You know, I mean, right now with the economy the way it is, uh, and one thing that people that know me really know, you know, like I need something else to do. Exactly. Right. I got enough to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, to do to do something with a racetrack like that. Uh, you know, the racetrack has so much potential, and uh, you know, Joe Lovin's done real well with it. Uh, you know, there's there's a few things that could be done there. I think to get people in and out to improve it. But I mean, in the big picture of things, uh, it's one of the best racetracks in the South, and. Uh, you know, I mean, I've always considered that being someplace that, you know, when I've been 10, 15 years from now, would enjoy, because I really enjoy working on racetracks. I, I've helped work with people on prepping racetracks in the oh, yeah. past, and and they, and it's it's really uh, kind of a surreal deal for me to get out and, and, and prepare and work and pack and, and play with uh, shaping and doing things with racetracks, because I've seen so many of them that, and can usually figure out where the problem is. I mean, it's, that's, the, that's the biggest problem still in our sport today is uh, yeah. so many promoters really don't have a clue. Uh, and as much as they might watch a race at the racetrack, you know, to me, it's it's pretty common sense stuff that when you've got an area on your racetrack that no one can get on, add some bank. Yeah, And, you know, we're... Uh, I mean, if you've got somewhere that that everyone stays, take some away. Sure. And each week you can just you know, manipulate the groove until you finally have two to three grooves on a racetrack. Uh, you know, which I know with the economy the way it is and the, the diesel fuel prices and so on. And, you know, I've seen a few places where there's less preparation than there should be. Uh, you know, it costs money. Sure. And uh, you know, that's just something, though, that... I've thought at some point in the future, whether I have a racetrack or not, that I would enjoy going around helping people to make their racetracks uh, uh, where they can get all, everything out of them sure. possible.
1: If you're just joining us, folks, we're talking to Mooresburg, Tennessee's dirt track dominator, of course, Scott Blumquist, on the line with us here on Dirt World on com. Scott, you talk about racetrack preparation, and I've seen you read these tracks. I've seen you walk out. I've, I've seen, seen you, seen more you... greater. a Oh, yeah, I've seen you work the tracks and... Uh, you know, really hands-on, uh, Charlotte 2007 World Finals. Uh, you know, I know nothing about setting up a dirt track, but when I first looked at that place and you guys took to that track, I thought, this is terrible. It obviously wasn't as bad as I thought it was, was it?
2: Well, no. I mean, you know, the big thing there, uh, that's probably as good as the racetrack has, has been. Uh, it, you know, the second night, yeah, it was over-prepped on the bottom and yeah. it where no one could race until they finally burned that off. Uh, it, it, it's it's really difficult having people make calls on a racetrack that have never drove a race car. Uh, I hear you. I, you know, I think that, and that's why I, that's why I think that I could really you know add some some, some to promoters and owners and, and maybe give some advice or even uh, you know I mean I'm not saying I mean it, obviously you only got so much time in life but. Uh, I think I could be an advisor and do a lot for a place, and I can, uh, I, I can do it myself. So no doubt about it. If they want, if they want me to come in and do it, you know, maybe uh, ten years from now when I'm not racing as much, and I, you know, I'd really like to do all I can for this sport and to help uh, promoters and to make racetracks better so fans could really get their money's worth and and drivers can really uh, show their talent. You know, it's really a shame you go somewhere. And, and the track gets where there's only one lane, and, and a guy that just can't stand following, you know, in, everyone in a line jumps outside, and then he drops back five spots, and the, and the fans that are at that racetrack haven't seen much different, and they're, they're thinking, boy, he ain't so damn good, is he, you know?
1: <laughs> and oh, yeah. and you
2: just because you, you refuse to just fall in line and follow, sure. uh, you know, and running third, fourth, fifth, you know the, the true racers; they're not there for that, and, exactly. and they're willing to just jump out of line and, and sacrifice some spots. And then it was like, well, it, it wasn't so impressive. But it, it's not; it, it's something that I think can be worked with a lot more. And I think that uh, a lot of a lot of fans all over the United States have never really seen a, a real race to the level of. Uh, uh, until they travel to some of these big events, you know, absolutely. There's, there's key race tracks, and there's there's places that you go that you could be guaranteed you're going to see the fastest man win the race.
0: I'm gonna uh, tell that's you,
2: exciting. Absolutely. I'm
0: going to tell, tell you right now. I got a good friend that lives out in the Iowa area, and he saw you this weekend at Cedar Lake. As a matter of fact, he probably handed you two or three diecast cars to get signed. And he talked. To, I talked to him this uh, this week, and he told me that that he don't go to hundred lap races that's the best race he's ever seen. He yeah. said, I, go, I go to the 40 and 50 lap and he goes, I haven't been to a 100-lap race in probably 10 years. He goes, well, Billy, I'm going to tell you something. That was the best race I've ever seen. I, I, think, I think he hit the nail on the head. With you know, with the, People don't get out and see the big shows. That's right. And I said a long time ago, and I'll continue to say it, I think the race car drivers make the best track prep people. And I tell people that all the time. When you have a problem with your track, ask a race car driver that they're, and they know about it, how
1: to fix it. What do we need to do here? Who better to ask? Thank you. They're the ones that stick mean, on. They know.
2: Yeah. How many of them have we seen?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Folks, uh, while we got uh, Scott Bloomquist, you have an opportunity to log on to dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. If you got a question for Scott, we're going to wrap him up very soon here. So it's dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. If you've got a question, we refresh that every few minutes. While you're on there, ScottBlomquist.net. net. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Scott, uh, of course, uh, we're down here in the south where we don't get to enjoy that Tennessee clay or the Carolina clay or Georgia or even the clay out west. I mean, we're dealing with uh, what we call a swamp gumbo uh, at Volusia. But uh, has the bleeding stopped with this whole controversy that that started at the beginning of this year? Uh, Take us through some of that, man.
2: Well, I mean, that was really a bad deal. Uh, You know, I mean, I've expressed my opinions on uh, what went on down south and at Brunswick that led to some of the things that happened at, at Volusia. And you know, really, we got tired of going down south and and having tire rules and getting out qualified by eight tenths or a second by people that you know that never happened. Right, right. Else. And and you come out of there scratching your ass and wondering what the hell to uh, yeah. do after that. You know, I mean, it's like you think uh, you, you need to build a new car. You need to, you know, but. And the more I looked into it, the more uh, I kept hearing the stuff about you know, tire softeners and different things. And, and we organized uh, a couple of different individuals to go down and do some testing before Brunswick this year. And and was I was amazed how much uh, speed there was. When you're at a racetrack that you're two compounds too hard, and you can bring it down to the softness that you need, I mean, it's tremendous speed. And, right. Uh, I think a lot of people's eyes got opened up. Uh, I think that the the, the promoter there at Brunswick did a great job in deciding that just needed to open it up and then let everybody go back to racing. And, you know, we won the next two nights. And, yeah, man. And, and it was just something that uh, I, I think that everyone that was down there that didn't realize, as I hadn't for years, and last year, I finally just said, "This is There's something wrong here." You know, this, Absolutely. this ain't possible. And and when started looking into it, well, we ended up finding out enough and testing enough and learning how much it really mattered down there. And
1: uh,
2: and then all of a sudden, things weren't okay no more.
1: And that, and that's the sad part about it because I mean, let's face it, Scott. The 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 fans suffer. I mean, say what you will. We all have you know opinions of different promoters and and, and different people in place in these series you know competition directors but it's the fans man i mean this is the only opportunity let's face it that they have to see uh... guys at your caliber scott bloomquist Now, i just hope whatever happened you know can be can be pushed on and and, and certainly see in february i mean i i doubt that'll happen you know just by talking to you off the air but uh... Man, I just I just hope there's something that can be done for 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 our selfish purposes down here. That's all. Well, you
2: know, like I, I mean, when I mean, we talked earlier, I told you, you know, when I was 15, 16, me and my parents would uh, fly out to to Florida and go to Volusia and and uh, during Speed Week and watch the races. And you know, I expected to see all those guys that yeah, the top guys in, and and that really disappointed me. Uh, my sponsor Bob Miller and and Barbie's wife, they have a oh, place yeah. down there and. And, you know, they they were looking forward to seeing us race down in Volusia. And, and just because of the combination of uh, the World of Outlaws, uh, owning, uh, which is not World of Outlaws, it's, uh, uh, well, it's all now yeah. boundless, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, the combination of the two series is trying to work together and owned by the same company. Uh, you know, we were informed that we'd be able to race there, uh, on the non-sanction night, QMP uh, yeah, showed up, and then we were told we're not going to get to race. And and we have so many sponsors that only come to Speed Week and sure. and come to Volusia because we tell them we're going to be there, and we had them all informed we were going to be there. And it, it was real disappointing for them. It, it really didn't matter to me. Uh, I thought if you know, I mean I, I never have ever seen anything to where. Uh, Dale Earnhardt, or even you know Jeff Gordon, any any of the top guys in the past that were ever denied to race. You know, you yeah. might get fined, you might get, right. you might get something, but but to send, tell someone they cannot race,
1: yeah, that's yeah.
2: really fucking the sport and really the, the sponsor that sponsors me, you know, that comes there. And it's like, wow! A slap know, in the face. But what am I? You know, what am I in this sport for? It's, yeah, exactly. It's so it's it's being run so wrong, and uh, you know, for something in a different series at a different racetrack to be carried over to Volusia for Speed Week when we yeah. had so many people that already had their, I had so many people that had rented motorhomes and fans of mine that had planned their whole year around coming to that racetrack for that weekend, that. They were the ones. I mean, it, it didn't didn't hurt me near as much as them.
0: The worst part about it was, and I mean, when the people found out on Tuesday or Wednesday that you weren't you weren't going to be able to run or whatever was going down, how many people actually stopped their stopped their trips and didn't come? How much money did they actually lose on that deal? They're the ones that lost. I mean, yeah. you're not there. They lose, that loses people in the stands, and no matter what they say, I mean, anytime, they just hurt the sport. You're exactly right. You know, I look at everything,
2: and that's what I always try to get behind. Anything that's good for the sport, and that's what we look at, and and whatever's good for the sport, is is the direction I'm going to go. And I I was so shocked at that that uh, the direction that things went that that was about nothing good for the sport. Definitely, you know, and, that's, and, I, and I tried to talk, and I, I talked to them at, at the time, and and I've run some races there since, and. Uh, and I think that they've realized it to a degree. But that's one thing that's really difficult about having uh, series is, uh, run by corporations and by uh, people that influence them that have not really been put in a position to, to see the aftermath of of decisions. And you know you, you can listen to maybe other uh, race car drivers and other you know and, and yeah they may want you to get thrown out or not be there for their own selfish reasons but even if they thought about what was better for the sport it's about more fans of mine watching them beating me. I mean them outrun me right. <laughs> I mean that's that's what's the best for them is me being there and them beating me
0: well, that's where you talk about, we talk about the Brunswick deal, and I think what you said with the promoter, I think that's the best thing that Paul could have done for his show. Oh, yeah. Is what he done. Yes, To absolutely. keep his people interested in being there. Because yep. if you did, if you went the opposite direction, who knows what the, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday is going to bring. That's right.
2: Exactly. Yeah. You no, that's why I said I take my hat off to him and uh, his son and everyone down there, and they, the week finished out fine, and there wasn't any controversy after that. And... Uh, you know, and it was really—it's uh, something that's behind us. And, and again, we've run with UMP and we've run with uh, World of Outlaws since, and and i have not seen any problem with any of them. And there are, you know, everybody gets put in positions that they have to make decisions in haste and, and under pressure, and and I understand that too. You know, I mean, yeah. we we uh, have always been someone that seemed to make people. <laughs> go go at odds, say, yeah.
1: yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and
2: and again, you know, we've it's over the years. I think that it's hurt us, you know, financially in some ways. But uh, actually, you know, the St- Rolling Stone said it best: even bad press is press. So I mean, oh, it, it ain't doubt, hurt us. Man. It ain't hurt us in the big picture.
1: Exactly. Right. No doubt about it, Scott. As long one. as they keep
2: you the outlaw.
1: That's right.
2: I've always said you'll have more outlaws if you're funeral than in
1: laws. That's right. And exactly you, right. And you are that man. You are unbelievable. <laughs> Gotta tell you what, this has meant so much to have you on the on the line for so long tonight. I uh, uh, just want to wish you the best up at uh, Florence. Uh, that's a little quick drive for you, uh, just north of Kentucky there. But uh, man, have a great weekend and. And uh, be a part of our second program. This is this is one for the record books for us, Scott. Really appreciate. Hey, it. I
2: appreciate you guys calling us, and everybody get out to Florence. It's going to be a great
1: weekend. You know, a Scott Bloomquist Driver, the Team Zero uh, Hawkeye Trucking Bloomquist Chassis out of Mooresburg, Tennessee. ScottBloomquist dot Absolutely, we there got you go, Scott. Uh, thanks, man. All right, it, see bud. Have All a good right, night buddy.
0: and good luck this weekend.
1: You bet. Right. Thanks.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I'm I'm